what's going on everybody it is 9 p.m eastern standard time and it's your boys mike and mish with the mike and mish show what's going on there mikey oh man i'm getting excited because not only do we have fantastic guests tonight four fantastic guests tomorrow but on friday night we're hosting a party and i'm pretty we, excited about that shit. yeah we so. are hosting a we're, we're hosting a party and it's going to be the first of many hopefully at the great establishment known as Tom's Watch Bar at Mohegan Sun Casino. And I stand by this when I say one of the nicest casinos, maybe the nicest casino on the fucking planet. That place is unbelievable. Tom's Watch Bar is a great place to go watch sports. And Mike and I will be hosting a watch party for BKFC 45 uh, Friday night. Man, Man, you know what's so crazy about it is bare knuckle is still illegal. In Connecticut, in Rhode Island, in Massachusetts, in New England, in its yeah. entirety. And there is no bare knuckle going on around here, except for at Tom's Watch Bar in the Mohegan Sun Casino. And we're going to be there to uh, pop that cherry, so to say. Yeah, going to pop that Mohegan Hot. Sun Connecticut cherry. Part you of know- history, really. Dude, it's awesome. I hope that I hope we get a big showing out there. People enjoy themselves. Nobody gets in any fights in the bar. And it's a, it's a great success. And the Mohegan Sun notices it. And then we do it again. And then we do it a third or fourth time. And then the Mohegan Sun says, wow, this sport really pulls in a crowd. Why don't we open up the damn arena to these guys and get some bare knuckle fighting in in the Mohegan Sun. Yo, our first guest is right there. So hold on. Give me a second. We're going to uh, shout out our sponsors real quick. And then we're going to uh, bring on the man himself, the juggernaut. Here it is. The greatest commercial ever made. Norcom Mortgage and Michael Mish are delivering the American dream to those who serve America, helping veterans obtain the dream of home ownership. They offer programs that include no money down, no first time home buyer requirement, 100% cash out refinances, rehab loans. They can help you purchase a home, purchase a condo, refinance an existing mortgage, create a dream home with rehab loan. To learn more, visit www.michaelmish.norcommortgage.com or call 860-884-2103. Eight six zero eight eight four two one zero three. You call Michael Mish, and he will help you buy a home, refinance your home, build a home, whatever you need to do. Mike is the guy to call. We also have two more sponsors. Of course, we got Bare Knuckle Corn Snacks, the most delicious popcorn snacks in the Bare Knuckle market. So if you're not going to get your ass to Hollywood, Florida this weekend, you might as well buy yourself some uh, Bare Knuckle uh, Bare Knuckle Corn Snacks. And yeah, you heard that, Mike. Oh, yeah. And uh, and get yourself some like snacks, watch some violence, eat some popcorn, or get the Mohegan Sun. And if you're gonna be betting on the fights, make sure you get over to the Instagram page at BK Bet Shark and follow his tutelage and start raking in the money like the shark does every single BKFC event. I'm sure he has some great picks for this weekend. With that said, dude, we got our we got our guest for the evening ready to go in the weight room, and we're not going to make him wait anymore. There is so much going on that involves this guy right here. Oh, he yeah. is the double champ. He is the reigning light heavyweight champion. He is the reigning cruiserweight champion. Here he is, the man himself, the man himself. Lorenzo Hunt. Oh! Uh, what's up? Thanks Lorenzo. for the introduction, Lorenzo. man. Thanks for the awesome introduction. You got Lorenzo, Lorenzo, I can hear myself can hear talking. Myself talking. I said, thanks for the ultra. Oh, I got you hooked up to the speaker. Hold on. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Dude, look at that. Look at that banner in the background. I think it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. My bad. Sorry about the echo. Hey. I had just finished up class, so we still rocking. I still had y'all hooked to the speaker. What's up, everybody? Lorenzo, do you ever stop working? I swear to God, dude, every time we turn on any of the social medias, you're live and you're t- training or teaching a class at all well, times. Honestly, uh, I, it's not been a secret. You know, that's been my claim to fame. A lot of these guys, they talk a lot of shit when it comes to being able to beat me or trying to figure out or I'm fake or I'm this or I'm that. But I work the hardest, you know. 
I wasn't gifted the 185 belt. I wasn't gifted the 205 belt. I worked my ass off and I got a head start. So anybody who's coming in here to challenge me, I hope God is on your side. Yo, Lorenzo, I don't know if you can see me right now, but I, I got that. I got that. I got that Mike and Mish belt right here. <laughs> my my boys gave it to me earlier tonight, and they said you're talking to the champ. Champ, make sure you got the Mike and Mish belt hey, on your shoulder. Don't play me like that, man. You know how possessive <laughs> I am. I'll be over there taking your shit. <laughs> you, you'll be you'll be the Mike and Mish champ real quick, dude. I'll tell you right now. Last time we saw you. You were pulling off one, probably the comeback of the year and the knockout of the year all in the same night. Since then, you, you've you been just staying busy. You've been working. You've been training. You've been teaching, like we said. But the people that are all around you in the sport of BKFC have all kinds of news going on, dude. And I don't even know where to start. Do we start with where your target was? Your target was the heavyweight division. You wanted to be that three-division champ. Alan Belcher is no longer the champ there. Do you want to go ahead and just speak on that? Oh uh, yeah, I mean we can talk about Alan. That's the that's the most pressing news right now. Um, you you guys remember when I told you I was already the 185 champ? You guys remember after I knocked out Joe Riggs and I told you guys I was gonna be the first double, I was gonna be the double world champ, and then I told you I was going to heavyweight and I'm gonna take this bitch over, bro. If you've been paying attention to what I've been telling you, then you already know what my next move is. I don't even leave no surprises. Like, ain't no surprises. Like, what's next? Alan Belcher has obviously been paying attention to what I've been saying. Whether everybody else is uh, uh, ignoring the fact that I what I say comes true, he's listening, and he got out of the way of the train like a smart man should. I said it to Mike Richmond. Matter of fact, I did it on you guys' podcast. I said, hey, I said, Mike, just vacate, and you know what I mean? Go for the 75 belt, and you'll be okay. That's what I said. I said that. I said, Mike, just vacate the belt. You 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 won by the skin on your teeth. You know, you be Doolittle. You got an intra belt. Just vacate and go to 175 and you'll be fine. Nobody listens to me. So let me ask you this question then. Then that automatically leads to this question. Now that the belt is off of Alan Belcher's waist, are you going to be – the guy fighting for that or has there been any conversations about what's there, gonna, what is going to happen with that heavyweight strap there's been a few conversations with the kfc president uh david feldman um um i can't really give any details i would like to you know i love to do the spoilers and shit but uh right now we're just waiting on david feldman to make his decision but i am pretty much a shoe-in for the heavyweight uh, title fight. I've done the most work. I have the most wins. I have the miles, my, most knockouts. I have the most buzz. I am a shoe-in for the BKFC heavyweight contender slot. If I have to defend a title or two before, then I don't know if I'll get the shot. I don't know how long Dave plans on leaving the belt vacant. I don't really know. And I'm not really trying to run the company. Dave's going to point at who he wants me to put in a coma and i'm gonna show up and put their ass in a coma who would you who do you want to fight if you get to choose i would probably be arnold adams right what, what um, about what do you think about arnold adams do, what do you, what do you was, think about him as a fighter that was the original plan to fight arnold adams i respect arnold adams as a, as a champ he's been there before he lost it he came back and got it back he he is a fighter even though he take rounds off and he bullshits during training and he, he kind of like, you know, he's a gifted uh, person. He's not necessarily the hardest working guy. Um, me versus Arthur Adams is a disaster. That's a disaster. And I knew it from the moment I met him um, at, at BKFC eight, when Reggie Barnett fought, um, fought for the title. Um, I knew that eventually it would be me versus Arthur Adams. I just didn't know how long it would take. You know what I mean? Um, I've been looking for that fight for a long time. When Belcher beat Adams, he didn't even really beat him. So I wasn't even crazy, super excited about fighting um, Belcher. I would like to fight Belcher, but he's gone. Whatever. Bye. So, yeah, I say give the champ uh, uh, a back a shot at his belt. Um, make him fight me for uh, uh, the vacated title. Um, it's a win-win. Uh, I become the first 
a triple world champ in bare knuckle history or Arnold Adam wins his belt back. Let's go. Let me ask you this. We're talking about the three division uh, simultaneous champion here. There's a interim belt for your 185 pound division that is up in the air. And that, that one kind of like took everybody by surprise because you're not injured. You don't have a fight right now. The 185 pound belt sits on your shoulder or on the shelf, wherever it is right, right now. It kind of threw everybody by surprise that y- you weren't defending and that they got an interim belt. Can you tell, tell me what the conversation when, was with, with the president about that? And how did they come to the decision to have an interim uh, title? Honestly, uh, you know me when I come to do these interviews. I don't tell no lies. I don't BS. Um, Honestly, the only conversation that me and David had was about my next fight was for the heavyweight title. So when it comes to putting on the interim title or doing whatever they had to do in the lighter divisions, um, I assume that because me and Dave had already spoke about having a heavyweight title fight that they just went ahead and did whatever they had to do to keep the show going on. Um, I've talked to David a bunch of times and he knows that I have no qualms about these guys fighting for an interim belt. I, I, I also did an interview at the last BKFC when Mike Perry fought and I told him, like, hey, everything is on hold until I get that shot. So, you know, be comfortable with an interim title. And and like I said, um, the prayers is he's on his job. He knows what he's doing. Um, I told I called it fool's gold before I'll call it fool's gold again. Um, any anybody silly enough to grab a belt knowing that I'm as close to a leprechaun in the BKFC as can be, like I'm I will kill you over this gold. If you stupid enough to put your hands on it, then go ahead. I am the only champ to ever defend his title from an interim champion. Are you are you say you get this heavyweight title fight, right? And, and Jared Warren and Josh Dyer fight for the interim. One of them wins it and say, say either one of them, whoever say Jared Warren's got the belt. And yeah. then you, you go ahead and get your title shot. Now you are the three division champion. Is it even fathomable to, to go up and win a heavyweight title and then go all the way back down to 185 and, and unify that belt? Or is that, at that point, when you win that heavyweight division, are you done with the 185 pound division? Honestly, um, honestly, uh, I'm 40 years old, so um, you might not like this answer, but I'm going out on my, I'm going out on my shield, I'm going out on my sword. Every time they call my name to come get one of these belts, I'm showing up to the dance. I don't have no five or six years to keep dicking around with these dudes. If you touch something that belongs to me, you better be prepared to fight me for it. There was a time where I considered vacating the belt if I became the triple champ and just staying the heavyweight champ and, and defending the 205. But at this point, this, this is about money. This is about money. If you want something to belong to me, you better have a check in your hand. Think about it. This, this, I earned this. You think I'm going to give it away? That don't even make sense. Don't make sense at all. So as long as I'm not injured, as long as I'm defending, as long as I'm here, it's not like uh, Hector Lumbar sat on a 205 belt for a whole year without defending it. It's not like um, um, Alvarez sat on the 175 belt for a whole year without defending it. Right, Tiago. Yeah, and was it's not like that, not at all. Can I ask you this question? Two on five, heavyweight is not safe for you. You just don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm a wild card. So how how big do you plan on being when you step into the ring as a heavyweight contender? I don't know. This is about it. I'm about two thirty five right now. Two thirty five. So, man, it's just like I'm I'm no fighter. Mike's no fighter. We don't know what the fuck you're going through. But for me to like fathom in my brain to step into a ring at two at two thirty five, win a heavyweight title and then cut 50 pounds or whatever that is. I'm not good at math either. 50 pounds to 185 <laughs> and try to fight a fucking dude after dropping 50. That just seems like crazy to me. But you are a different human being, I would say. It does. It does seem crazy. It does. But years and years of experience, I've been doing this shit so long that, you know, I do kind of teeter. I would say not quite 235, maybe like 230 on the nose. But when I fought Mike Richmond, I cut from 230. I went to to Puerto Rico with Elvin Brito, and I worked my ass off, and I cut from 230 to 185. 
Um, it's not that far from me. I'm not a true heavyweight. I'm not a true light heavyweight. I'm just about a cruiserweight. Cruiserweight literally means could whoop your ass at heavyweight and could whoop your ass at light heavyweight. That's what it means. That's see, what it I, means to me. Somebody give me a better definition. I say I I would I I know you can make the weight and you will do it. I would just be worried about the long-term effects of doing that to your body repeatedly, gaining the weight and losing it. You know what I mean? Just as a human being doing that over and over again, the wear and tear on your body, you know? Honestly, the only, um, the only adverse adversity that I've had with cutting weight the way I do it, because I do it smart. The only adversity that I've had with it seems to be that when I put it back, on it's even more solid so it's harder to cut the next time you know what i mean yeah. so i've i've been cutting i've been fighting really 205 and 185 since 2013 i was the 205 champ in the amateurs i was the 185 champ in amateurs i've been cutting from 205 to 185 for for 10 years so like this ain't this ain't like you know uh this is my first rodeo you know what i mean yeah i've been doing it for 10 years and um then for me to go to heavyweight, I'm always a heavyweight. I cut to 205 and I yeah. cut to 185. I'm a heavyweight every day when you shake my hand when I go to Publix and get soda for my kids. Yeah. I'm a heavyweight. <laughs> so, so it's just, it's, it's, I should be fighting heavyweight. I should have a shot at the heavyweight title. You gave Marcel Stamps a shot at the heavyweight title. Now, would you be upset if, uh, if say, the BKFC decided they want to go Big Ben versus Arnold for now, and then there's a guy at 205 that fought in Denver. You guys saw each other. You talked a little bit at the after party. Chris Camozzi has been very vocal about asking for a fight against you. He said he doesn't want to come into the BKFC and just fight anybody. He wants to fight the best. He wants Lorenzo Hunt. He's asked for you numerous times. He's made it very public. He posted a video the other day. The last words in the video is, I want Lorenzo Hunt. If the BKFC was say was to come to you and say, Lorenzo, we want you to fight Chris Camozzi, Ben and Arnold or Mick and Arnold are going to fight. After your fight with Chris, you get your shot at the winner of that. Would you be upset with that? Um, I'm, I wouldn't be upset. Um, I, I I have plans. Everybody has plans. David has plans. Um, um, Camozzi has plans. Um, as we can see, whose plans usually work themselves out. What's my what's my track what's my track record? <laughs> it's it's we pretty good it. right now. Man, it is so, pretty. It's flawless so, at this point. So so getting in my way, coming into the BKSC two and zero, and opening your mouth and getting my way is about as stupid as Mike Richmond coming up to one eighty five and opening his mouth and getting in my way. I'm a train man. I'm a juggernaut. I'm going where I said I was going. All you guys that are jumping in my way are just giving me more experience in the ring, and I'm already got the most experience out of everybody. So you can just throw them, just throw them at me, just throw them at me. One day somebody's gonna say, "Hey, like they're just feeding this guy, these idiots." Chris Camozzi's two and zero. Yeah, he's fought in the UFC a bunch of times, but he fought two. Who? Name the two fighters Chris Camozzi fought. Five, four, three. Uh, Bubba McDaniels and Dan Spawn, they both fought in the UFC. I got you. But either way, I know. And that's that would be my follow-up question. You did not, you have not seen too much of Chris in the BKFC squared circle because both of his fights have been very short. The the Bubba McDaniel one was like 40 seconds long. He finished Dan Spawn right at the end of the first round. And if he do, and if he do fights me, his BKFC career will be very short. Now, I'm pretty sure Dave's tired of me just sending guys off to the ether where they never finish out their contract. Like, we need BKFC fighters, right? We need guys. Yes. We need guys. So, eventually, either Dave's going to get tired of just sticking anybody in there with me just because they say they want to fight me, or they'll just keep feeding me and feeding me and feeding me until I have no choice but to go to heavyweight because I didn't ate all these guys. And I'm too damn fat to go back to 185. Either way, I'm getting paid the whole rock. I'm getting paid the whole way. Like, I'm going. So if Chris Camozzi wants to fight me, hey, that's up to Dave. If Dave's called me right now and said, hey, you fighting Chris Camozzi tomorrow, I'll be like, oh, fuck, it's his funeral. 
whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to shy away from a fight. I mean, I would like to fight for the heavyweight belt. If Mick Terrell and Big Ben fights and y'all got to do some sort of weird uh, bum fight for, for, for the heavyweight title just to make it, just to create another monster that runs away from real competition when it's time to, to ante up, you know, dip off and grab the belt and just not come back. Come on, it's a waste of time. The guys that should be getting the shine is the guys that you know show up for work. All right. Now, you, you mentioned... You know I'll show up. I know you show up. We've talked about this. Inside the ring and outside the ring, we have talked about this many times. Uh, Lorenzo, matter of fact, do you know how many times you've been on? We've had we've had 205 episodes of this show. Do you know yeah. how many times you've been on here? I know I've been a lot, but I a lot I'm here more. <laughs> you've been on here. You've been on a lot. 16 times. Between interviews out, like say, remember that time we at uh, in Hollywood? I think it was in Hollywood and we were sitting on the couch at 3 a.m. So from interviews like that to being on the show, you've been on 16 times. So. Ah. No wonder you guys don't call me no more. Yeah, well, 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 honestly, people are getting jealous, uh, Lorenzo. They're, they're, why is Lorenzo on again? That's haters, man. Yo, to be honest with you, Lorenzo, and I'm not going to toot our horn, our own horn, but like we used to fucking call everybody and their mother, and we loved having you on all the time because you would answer the phone or you would answer the call, and like you are a, are a hustler. I'm now, now we actually get people asking to come on the show, and that's kind of different for us. So you know yeah. what I mean? It's a little, a little late. It's a little late. Right. Um, I would like to say this. Um, this BKFC career that I that that we've created, we've all done it together. We all jumped in, all in, and we stuck it out. And and you can tell it's working out for all of us, not just me. Um, the experience. The, the the family camaraderie, the fact that we know each other, the fact that we put in the most work, those are the same attributes that made me the champ. Those are the same, the little things, right? Guys that come in and try to make a splash and they come in and they think they're going to be a heavy hitter and they're going to do everything really quickly, you see what happened to them. And so it's not arrogance for me to look at Chris Camozzi and look at uh, Big Ben and be like, hey, you know, maybe we, maybe you should slow down. They think I'm being an asshole when I say, yeah, fight a few more times before you reach for that, you know? But I'm not. I'm giving honest, you know, old man advice. Like, hey, I think you ought to go slow. That guy over there is crazy. But if you want to fight me, I'm, I'm not going to turn down the paycheck. Now, last time we saw you in the ring was with Mike Richmond. And we know what happened that night. And I know that you said what you just said a few minutes ago. And I know that a lot of people have been very dismissive of, of Mike Richmond. But what can you honestly say about what Mike Richmond brought into the ring that night? Knucklemania 3, you, you had to be impressed by what he did coming up to 185 and stepping in there with you, correct? Um, uh, not necessarily. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. And I'll give you my own honest opinion. Um, like I said, uh, Mike Richmond is a good guy. He's a family man. I don't, I don't really have no, no beef with Mike Richmond, but I do think that he, he made a big mistake coming to fight me, and I also think he made a big mistake by going to fight Dave Mundell. Um, we're talking career-ending shit. This next fight is liable to be the last fight that Mike Richmond ever fights, and it should have been the last one when I just knocked his ass out to lip bubbling unconsciousness. Now him challenging me the way he did just because he didn't want to wait to fight Dave Mundell is really, really stupid because he was a shoe in for the title at 175, which is why he's back to 175. He had nothing to prove. He, there was nothing to gain. There was nothing to... He didn't have to fight me. He called me out. He called me a bitch. And he said I was garbage. And he came and got knocked the fuck out. Now, we can be like, oh, yeah, he fought really hard. He put all his heart out there. He, he, just, he just poked me in the eye and swung it all out until, like, there was never going to be another round. I've seen it all. I've seen guys throwing haymakers. I've seen guys cheat. I've seen guys... Uh, throw as many punches as they could and then gas out. I've been fighting forever. 
and whatever other people may say was a good fight, I say it was a first round knockout. It was my only first round knockout. It wasn't a good fight. It was a first round knockout. It wasn't fight of the century. It was a first round knockout. That's what it was. I thought it was great. I, the, I thought the, it was fantastic. The, 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 that fucking, Whoa. I'm going to tell you what, that crowd, that roller coaster of emotions in that place was unlike anything I've ever been through live before because, you know, Richmond's winning the round essentially, knocks you down. The whole crowd goes nuts. They're like, oh, I can't believe this just happened. This is fucking insane. Everyone's going nuts. He gets up before, I mean, I bet half the place missed you hit him and knock him down because it happens so fast because everyone's like, Oh my God, what the fuck's going on? There's 10 seconds left in the round now. And he comes in and next thing you know, he's laying on the ground and the ref's calling it off. And everyone's like, what the holy shit? Like the place went nuts. It went nuts both times in two opposite groups. So it was like sad and happy and happy and sad. It was like the craziest mix of emotions I've ever been through. I I had the exact same reaction two times. 10 seconds apart from each other. It was, when, it was insane. When you fell, my hands went on my head like this, and I was like, what the fuck did I can't I believe just this just see? happened. And then you got up, and my hands went down. I was like, oh, okay. And then right. it, he right. went down, and I was like, what yeah. the fuck? We thought it was going to the next round because it was only 10 I, seconds left. Oh, I think the, the fucking fight was over. Yeah, it, it was fucking if, wild, dude. If you, if you haven't noticed, I have a way about me that makes my fights really exciting no matter what happens and yeah it was um, crazy even though i was struggling to see mike richmond it doesn't take away from the type of combinations that he threw or the fact that he was actually touching me you guys never seen it before so of course it's like oh my god he's hitting him he's hurting him holy shit we've never seen this before it makes it super exciting but what have you seen a bunch of times me knock people the fuck out Flat on their yep. back. It was fucking crazy. Up at the lights from the floor. So um with Mike Richmond, like I said, I, I'll be surprised to see um how this fight goes with Mike Richmond if he's not still a little bit brain damaged from our fight. Hopefully it'll be a good fight. I think it'll be a super timid fight. Um Dave Mundell has a tendency to put on a boring fight every once in a while. And if Mike Richmond is really, really smart, he'll stay his ass away from Dave Mundell, at least for a little while, because Dave Mundell will knock his ass out just like I did. So we're I, gonna. See. I, I feel think, like they they kind of fight similar though. Like right. they they don't they don't they, throw wild shots. They pick their shots and they it, throw it, them correct. You know. It may turn out to be a boring fight, like Julian Lane versus uh, Dave Mundell. Man, yeah, they Jesus be picking their shots. Um, if anyone just to go back to the end of that that fight. Listen to Chris Lytle when that fight is over, his commentary. Him yelling, oh, my God. That Just listen to him yell. That's like the that's what everyone felt. That What he was feeling in that moment is exactly what everyone felt. Like you got to listen to it, that. I know people it, are going to go back and watch it. It happens every time. And honestly, I would like to say, you know, that, you know, I, I'm, I'm a faithful man. I, I, I do believe in God. And I'm going to tell you the truth. He was in there that night because you don't know how many times I was about to punch Mike Richmond for that shit. I was angry. You ain't never really seen me angry. I was not just going to hit him once. And it's a five-round fight. So we got to see Mike Richmond throw some punches. Ooh, we got to see Lorenzo go down. Ooh. But I told you when I said I wanted to fight Arnold Adams and when I wanted to go to heavyweight, I'm looking for the fight, the guy who knocks me down, because I'm going to get back up. Then I'm going to knock him down. And hopefully he gets back up, because I'm going to knock his ass down again. That's the fight I've been looking for the whole time. I haven't been looking for no easy fight. I haven't been picking shots. I haven't been looking for weak guys. I'm the strongest bare-knuckle fighter in the world, and I'm going to prove it. So. Uh, Lorenzo, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Most fighters have a level of confidence when they speak. I don't know if I've spoke to another one that's as confident as you are anytime, anywhere. Now, with that said, is there anybody 
in that 185, 205, or heavyweight division that you think would actually give you a, a, a real problem? Not a soul. I already destroyed the division. That's why it's, That's why I'm sitting here going to heavyweight. There's not. You've been here the whole time. Do you think there's anyone in that 175, I mean 185, 190, uh, 205 division? There isn't. I already sent them all home. The divisions are shallow as hell because of me. Um, um, look, look at Josh Dyer and Jared Warren, right? Jared Warren already lost to Josh Dyer. I put the worst ass whooping on Josh Dyer he ever had in his life. Knucklemania won. And was dancing the whole time. No, that was in. Um, oh, no, not, not that was, uh, yeah. Birmingham. Where was that? I put the four round slow stroking ass whooping on, on, on Josh Dyer ever. That was Birmingham. That was five, Birmingham. He kept knocking his eyelid, uh, his, uh, his contact, contact lenses out of his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have told him his eyeball came out in order to get out of that fight. Five knockdowns in a row. Yeah, that was crazy. So to say, okay, yeah, uh, who's going to give him a run in the in the, the one eighty five division? You better hope Jared Warren win, just so you can see me fight somebody who I never fought before. I can, I can, I'll go ahead and answer. I'll, I'll answer the question. The one, I don't know if I would say that these guys could beat you or give you a run, but I would, I would love to see you and Jared Warren because we never seen it, and Jared Warren's been looking great lately. I would love to see you and Kamozi. And then you and Arnold Adams. Those are the three. One guy from each division. Those are the three that I would want you to want to see. But I, I'll, I also would have loved to have seen you in Alan Belcher. I thought you two. That yeah, that was a fight I was looking forward to. If I have to fight Big Ben, I'll fight him too. Um, I think that'll be a great, uh, a great story. You know, David versus Goliath. Uh, uh, the best in the world versus the biggest in the world. You know, the best in the big versus the biggest in the BKFC. I think it'll be a good sale. You know. I feel like that height difference is remind me of like when Hulk Hogan went against Andre the Giant. You know, yeah. he got in the ring like, and fucking like, picked him up. Fighting for me is, it's, I don't always have to be on top. I don't always have to be winning. I expect adversity, and most people go into the ring and they don't. Um, I expect a little back and forth. When people ask me what I would do about Quentin Henry's jab, they said, Quentin Henry has one of the best jobs. No, no, no. What you going to do about that job? I said, well, it's just a job. I mean, it's not the end of the world. And sure enough, he jabbed me right in my damn nose. But like I said, it's not the end of the world. I went commenced to beating that ass. Know what I mean? And mm -hmm. then thing for these other guys, I haven't seen any nuclear bombs or any weapons that these guys possess that I won't be able to overcome. And if you have, just let me know. I mean, Big Ben lays and prays. He leans over and he throws a bunch of punches. Arnold Adams waits till he gets hurt, and then he has a temper tantrum and fights like a girl until he wins. Um, Jared Warren is timid as hell. He just learned how to box three months ago. He just learned how to box three months ago. You know what I'm saying? Josh Dyer used to fight in jeans. He's, he's <laughs> like, come on, man. Stop the, the, stop the game. And Chris Camozzi doesn't even know what he's doing yet. He doesn't even know the rules yet. He don't know what I'm gonna do to him. He just came into an organization and was like, who's on top? I think I can beat him because nobody has. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I think you better do a little more research than that. It's crazy. It's crazy how many different people the audience and the fan base want to see you fight. Because yeah. you can just go right into our comments right now. There's many people that want to see you fight Mike Richmond again. There's a lot yeah. of people that want to see you fight Chris okay, Camozzi. So There's another one that says Danny Christie from yeah. from uh, the UK, Danny Christie. So it's like you're very uh, you're very popular. Lorenzo. All roads lead to the juggernaut. And I appreciate you guys lining up your heroes and sacrificing them to uh, the juggernaut. Um, somebody has to get in there. Somebody has to help come dance with me. And I'm going to keep knocking their brains out until I can't no more. <laughs> Speaking about Here. sacrificing, what, what was the inspiration behind when you wore the skull on your head? That whole, 
you know, oh, I like you know, that walkout and I like the skull, like the look, but just because you said sacrifice, horse, it made me think about that. Because honestly, you know, Quentin Henry, he really, really overplayed the whole Quentin hero Henry garbage, the American son, the all American great guy bullshit. It honestly pissed me off because in order for him to be the good guy, I got to be the bad guy. Okay, if I got to be the bad guy, I might as well bring horns because I'm going to be, I'll be the bad guy. <laughs> like, if I got to be the bad guy, I'll be the bad guy. I'll You're be gonna, the bad guy. You have to cut, start coming out with people to make like a sacrifice, you know, like uh, like uh, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. You'll have somebody come out and pull out a heart and shit, you know, like Kalima. sacrifice. Kalima. <laughs> It's you crazy because, like, I, this kind of comes on its own. You know, it just comes out on its own. These guys with their ultra personas and their tough guy attitudes and their hacksaw Jim Juggin, hacksaw Jim Duggan, American flag. Oh. Beat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, come on. Man. You know what the best part about that shit was, Lorenzo? When you, when you, before you came out with the horns and shit and played the bad guy the night of the fight. You threw on the red, white, and blue, and you were the all-American boy at the weigh-ins. And yeah. you, I was, fucking... I was showing them like I was showing them like, bro, it's a gimmick. Yeah. I can do it too. Yeah, you could be. It, yeah, I got in his head. I never told anybody when I showed up dressed like that. Quentin Henry went and changed clothes. <laughs> I said, damn. Like shit, he went and changed clothes. We must have went to the same um dollar store. To get <laughs> I just gonna say the same thing. <laughs> we, we must have went to the same dollar store to get that American flag shirt. Shit, like, I saw a Dollar General on the way in here. Like, stop the games, man. I just want, I just want an honest fight. I want a solid fight. Um, and I would like, I'm gonna teach everybody, like I said, um, the whole ideology behind these guys fighting me, even with Mike Richmond when he said, you know, people are saying he was winning, he was winning, he was winning. You're never winning. The only people talk like that are losers. Cause you won or you didn't. If you come home and say, honey, I went to the casino and I was winning. He about to tell you his ass is broke. <laughs> <laughs> so it ain't no such yeah, thing. I was, yeah, there was that I was winning. Yeah. Either you won or you didn't. Either you won or you didn't. Point blank. I'm Jeez. a winner. I won. And, All right. Uh, and uh, if I can, if I can get the, if I can, if I can beat his ass again for you guys, I will. And that's why I said I'm not giving away nothing. Hopefully, if Mike, if, if Mike Richmond's able to pull out a decision or uh, a poke the shit out of uh, of uh, of this guy, poke Dave Mundell in the eye, and and win somehow, um, I love to run it back. How about um, one of the names that just went in the comments? We're not going to keep you too much longer, Lorenzo. I know that uh, I've been staring at the thing that you're leaning on right there. I don't even know what the proper name of, of it is, but all I think about is the last dragon and Bruce Leroy at the beginning yep. of that movie, hitting the fucking things and the dude shooting the arrows at him. This is my baby right here. This is my baby. Yeah. I've been, um, I've been working, man. I've been ready, man. I'm, I'm grinding. Y'all see, uh, Old Joe back there still eating that tomato. That's an iconic moment right there. Now, somebody I, just threw uh, another, you know, longtime veteran in the game of combat sports in the in the mix right now. Houston Alexander. He's 51 years old. He's 4-0. Is that a fight that even interests you? Would you would you fight him? Or um, um does that do nothing for your, your plans right now? Nah, it doesn't do anything. I mean, like I said, if they force me to fight these guys in order to defend my belt while I wait to fight the heavyweight, then it's BKSC that are sacrificing you guys. They're literally danging, dangling the the heavyweight title in my face, making me beat up you guys' favorite people just to get my title shot. So I'm going to defend everything until I get the shot I want. I'll have to defend. I'll have to defend because there's no way for me to be the three division tap if you won't let me fight for the heavyweight belt. So uh, Houston Alexander, my hat's off to him with a long, um, lustrous career in combat sports, and he's still kicking ass. You know what I mean? Um, um, it's I, it's, I it's pretty that. wild that he's still doing it at 50 fucking no, one years old, huh? I saw that. Like, he gets a round of applause from me. I would hate to to get that name on the contract. 
I would hate to be forced to defend or vacate because I refuse to fight Houston Alexander because I will defend. But um, but that's not a fight I'm looking for. I don't think it's I don't think it's important to the legacy. I believe that I need to get this heavyweight title and then we can negotiate out of the other belts as long as I got consistent fights coming. All right. And last thing I'm going to hit you with, um, David Feldman was on uh, the Bare Knuckle Show, I believe it's called. It's it's Brian Socia's podcast now, the Bare Knuckle Show. Yeah. And Feldman was on there maybe a week or two ago, and he said that he's putting together a card for later this year is that October? is going to be bigger Early than October? Denver. And now you were out in Denver. You saw how big that event was, how insane that was. Connor was there. All the fucking stars were there. Chael Sonnen was there. You had the moment with Connor. Um, I don't know what the hell he's got in store, but do you think that you are in those plans for later this year? And and if that is the case, how long are we going to have to wait as fans until we see you back in the squared circle? We talk in September, October. What are we well, doing? I, honestly, I have no idea. I was supposed to hear from Dave today, but I got busy. Maybe he got busy. Uh, I think we're going to see me sooner than that. Um, I'm just waiting for the call, which is why I always stay ready. I always stay working. Um, You'll probably see me sooner than that, and you'll probably see me on that car. Um, I've been doing the most work. I've been doing really good for BKFC. BKFC's been doing really good with me. So you guys are going to see me at least two more times this year. You know what I mean? And then I'll be ready for Nokomania um, um, when it's time to go. Uh, I do know that somebody's going to get hurt this year. I just opened my gym in Jacksonville, uh, Juggernaut Life Fitness. I'm training every day, six hours a day, Monday through Thursday. I'm off doing my thing on the weekends. I'm going to the fights this weekend. I'm living my best life, having fun training and lifting weights and running every day. Somebody's going to get hurt really bad this year. And and then we'll see about Knucklemania next year and all of that. But, you know, if Chris Camozzi's in that line, if uh, Arnold Adams is in that line, if, uh, if Big Ben is in that line, if if Doolittle or, or well, not Doolittle, but um, 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 the two chumps that are fighting for an interim belt, um, whoever whoever signs that paper, I'm gonna make an example out of them. Well, you know, it would be really nice if it's in September because I go to school for four <laughs> weeks for the army, July, mm -hmm. mid July till almost the end of October. I am a fucking prisoner to Uncle but, Sam. And, you must uh, you must that, be because it says BKFC president right there by my name, and you want me to make it happen. Yeah, that's, I'll, what, I'll, that's what I'm that's doing. That's what we need you to do. Hey, speaking of actually, speaking about that, right? So, as soon as you popped up on the screen, and people probably didn't realize this, you popped up down there. We saw your name. I had a moment with Kyle where I looked at him and I laughed because we are going to be giving away a signed poster that you signed and a whole bunch of other people from. BKFC 22, courtesy of the Extreme BK fans page, they gave us this to give away tonight in honor of having you on the show. And the question that I was going to ask, which has to be changed now, right? I think it has to be changed now, was what when Lorenzo was on the first time, the first time and talked to Kyle and he asked you, where do you see yourself in, you know, a couple years? You said BKFC president. That was the answer, and that was going to be the question tonight, but I feel like the answer, then you come on, and that's what you put as your name. So I thought that was pretty fucking wild, actually, because we just talked about that. Yeah. yeah you know me, man. I, I stick to what I'm, I stick to my guns. I work really hard. A lot of the things that you guys see in the BKFC, I had a lot to do with. You can see the iconic moment with Conor McGregor. That was, that was like, wow. You know what I mean? I made a that splash. That was huge. When I smacked out Rob Morrow, had that viral moment, the shit with Hector Lombard. I was in on the on the scheme with Mike Perry and Julian Lane when he threw the cards in his face. I reached out to Mike Perry two years ago before he was even considering BKFC and asked him to come over and fight with us. Um, I did the social guns, so even the guys that he's talking about bringing from the social from the um, the. The influencer fights. That's me, me and Blueface. If you look on my page, you see me and Blueface kicking in before he fought on the card here. A lot of the things that you guys are seeing at BKSC is me. I'm pushing, I'm promoting, I'm dragging this belt everywhere with me. I'm trying to help make this great. It's me. And so Dave knows that he recognizes that. And that's why he said, as far as fighters go, I 
one of the guys on the Mount Rushmore of BKFC because I put the work in. You have to make yourself indispensable, indisposable um, in any organization you work with, you know? And that's me, just doing the work. You guys see me. Oh, yeah. We definitely see you. You put in a ton of work. My wife the other day, so so I, I thought in my head, right? My wife the other day, she's like, hey, did you see who was on Kelly and Mark? I didn't know what Kelly and Mark was, to be honest oh. with you. But it's the Regis and Kelly show from back in the day is now Regis and Mark. Yeah. No, no, uh, Kelly Ryan. and Mark. It was Kelly, Kelly and Ryan Kelly and, for a little while. Yeah, now it's Kelly and Mark. She goes, Connor McGregor was on Kelly and Mark today. Right. I was thinking in my head, when the fuck are we going to see a mainstream enough BKFC fighter to get their ass on this fucking boring morning show that everybody watches? All these single wives, stay-at-home yep. moms that watch every day. When are they going to see a Lorenzo Hunt on with Kelly and Mark? Hey, all you got to do is keep watching the show. As we keep pushing, as we keep grinding, as we keep building, they won't have a choice. You're the you one. Know? Right, yeah, we one. saw you on the morning show when we were in Denver recently. They won't, right? Eventually they won't have a choice because we're such an explosive, such the fastest growing um, sport in combat sports right now. Because we're doing so many big things, eventually they just got to start reaching out, and that's why we're popping up everywhere. That's why people are popping up to see us. Matter of fact, at Knuckle Mania, when you guys saw Holly Holmes and um, John Jones, it was me. I went to their gym. I called David Feldman with Holly Holmes on the phone and said, hey, can we get some tickets for her and John? And Dave was like, hell yeah. They came out. I'm telling you, you have to do the work. You have to do the work. So a lot of what's going on, man, is just me behind the scenes being a little gremlin trying to make this shit work. And you will see me again doing some more amazing shit, making some amazing shit happen. Right now I'm training... Um, Right now, I'm training uh, Rynell Riley for his comeback. He's here with me every morning. We fighting like crazy every morning. If you watch my um, Instagram live, yeah. Um, when Rynell Riley comes back and make his splash in the 175 division, everybody gonna be like, "Holy shit! He's been training with Lorenzo." So yeah, like he's right there in the comments, man. I I feel like the he should like he he's like one step away from being great in that in that division. And okay. now, and like nothing against what he was doing before. Now that he's hooked up with you, I, I want to see that that one little step that he needs to make because when he fought that dude, Cor what's his name, Corsion, yeah. Uh, Corson, yeah, I, oh, I, Corson, yes, I, yeah, he should have won I, that fight. I, he should have finished that one. And yeah. I'm not trying to like critique him at all, but like I thought he had that in the bag, and I don't know what happened there. That's what we're working on. We in here working on Mortal Kombat level finishing moves. Nail in the coffin type shit. Finish. Finish. And who's, better, and who's a better finisher than me? <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, I hope we see you in there soon. I hope it's I hope it's huge news, and I hope that you can break it with us. Um, we're not gonna play any games with you tonight, but we are gonna give away this poster. I don't know if um. Do you want to uh, throw a do you want to throw a trivia question towards towards the audience about yourself that look at that post Lorenzo look at that poster one two three four five six champions on that poster yourself Hector Luis Dat Britain and Francisco Ricky all on that card all on that poster so somebody's gonna win a poster with six either <laughs> former or current BKFC champions it's fucking awesome. I got a trivia question. Okay. To win it. Uh, you should have told me it was a little blurry, bro. So. <laughs> you look pretty clear the which, whole time. Which one of my mini BKFC knockouts is my favorite? All right, let's go. Hit up the chat. Put it in the chat. Whoever answers first. And we'll uh, we'll we'll uh, let it go. We'll read them out. And if uh, you which hear. one? Of my mini. Uh, there's BKFC. Joe Riggs. We just got Joe Riggs. Let's see. Come on, people. Richmond. <laughs> oh, that's a nice one, but that's not my favorite. That's not your favorite. Someone says all of them. Rob Morrow. Nope. That's a nice one, too, but that's Who? not my favorite. <laughs> Jared. Jared Warren says Gustavo. Huh? What's he doing? Yeah, he's poking the bear. That's, uh, that's one of my favorites. That's we one have of my Quentin Henry. <laughs> no. Josh Dyer. <laughs> 
Nope. Hector? He didn't knock nope. out Hector. Um, nope. Well, you say win or knockout? You say knockout. Win. Knockout, right. My favorite. Oh, it's Lizano. Oh, I know what it is. Uh, bro, y'all went through them all. Lozano. Yeah. Lozano, right there. Eric, bro, the Eric Lozano knockout should have been seen all, all right. over America. There is no, no better pitcher perfect knockout. He was asleep for 10 minutes. That's the there winner. Is. There yeah. it is. Absent-minded, you have yes. you have won yourself a signed BKFC 22 poster, courtesy of the, the Extreme BK fans page, Russ Maximum, Big Country. Thank you, boys, for this uh, giveaway, and congratulations to you, absent-minded. Good job. That's dude. fucking awesome. Yeah, that that is a sick piece of memorabilia to have right there because of how many champions are on there. And you you won your first BKFC belt that night, and yep. uh, it's been off to the races ever since. I mean, hey, hey, I, hey, I almost been the champion for two years now. Yeah, it's that's pretty crazy. amazing. That's that's awesome. So yeah, I appreciate everybody. Go to my website www.juggernauthunt.com. I don't know if you guys got my Instagram up there, but if you didn't, I'm punching one of y'all in the face. Yeah, um, I, I got it right here. There it is. Get it up there, Kyle. What are you doing? I got it right here. Jeez, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh no, I don't. Here, here it is. Boom. Oh, I there it is. Your only, even got your OnlyFans on there. Yeah, Lorenzo. the Juggernaut's I, playground. Go see what he's playing with. Hey, I appreciate y'all uh, being fans and for for you know keep throwing these guys in there for me to stroke them. I'm gonna stroke them with different hands every time, every different way that we could possibly imagine before it's my time to gracefully bow out. Um, shout out to uh, Mike Richmond and um, and uh, and uh, Dave Mundell, uh, good luck in their fight. Shout out to Palomino and uh, his opponent. I'm going. I'll be there in Miami this Friday. So yeah, let's keep it. Let's keep the show going. Let's keep. The, let's keep doing good, everybody. Uh, thank you to all the BKFC. Thank you to Mike and Mish. Thanks for having me, man. Let's keep working. Yes, sir. absolutely. Hey, right before I let you go, you mentioned Lily and uh, Palomino. Who you got winning that one this weekend? Oh, uh, Palomino. I never bet against Palomino, even though you know people think that me and him beef. For real, it's nothing. We're not in the same weight class. There's no comp comparison between us at all. But I don't bet against Palomino. He's been in there too many times to make too many mistakes. So he's going to take care of his business and send the guy back over the pond. There he is, man. Everybody, thank you, uh, Champ Champ, for coming on. I hope we see you soon. I hope it's in September for personal fucking selfish reasons. Yeah. And uh, we will talk to you. Thank you for your time, as always, my brother. Yes, sir. See you again. All right. Later, man. Later. There he is, guys. That is the champ champ. The champ champ. Trying the to champ, be the champ champ champ, champ champ. It's so wild because I remember the very first time we met him in person, Knucklemania 1. Uh, we show up to the, what is it, RP Funding Center or Arena in yep. Lakeland. And he's there. They're getting ready for weigh-ins. We walked in. We were a couple of stoonods. We had no idea what we were doing. But we said we're going to go for the gusto, and we did. And he was there that night, and he told us he was going to do the same. And here we are. He's the double champ, and we're still sitting in our basement talking to you guys. So this is – I'm not in my basement. <laughs> no, actually, I'm in my basement, but it's really not a basement because it's finished. Look at, see what I mean? I'm in but anyways, front. I was I, trying to make a goddamn joke. What I know, but Mike, I'm in, the, I'm in the house of dildos. You're in the house of dildos. That is true. <laughs> Kyle does sit. On a throne of dildos right I now. I sit on actually. a throne of dildos. Yeah, yeah. He does. Uh, His wife yeah. is in the business. My wife's in my my, <laughs> my wife's in the dildo business. She's in so the he, business. She's in the business. Hey, everybody go follow you, all his, his, his Instagram and Facebook and OnlyFans and websites all down at the bottom there. Follow Juggernaut. If you're not, if you're watching the show and you're not following him already, I, I find that hard to believe anyway. So who's in the chat there? Travis Thompson, our buddy. We have him on soon. July 14th, same place. That is correct. RP Funding Center. Back RP there. Funds. When are we going to see that guy back in the ring? Man? I know. What the freaks? What the freaks? When are you coming back? Travis, tell us now. When are you coming back? We need to know immediately. Guys, we have a... Uh pretty big show tomorrow night yeah oh my god mike would you say pretty 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 big pretty big yep <laughs> we have a we have a champion we got a guy that's going for a belt we got uh probably our most frequent female guest we've ever had on this show uh yep. one, of, one of the good friends of the show and we have 
the surging 145er himself. Look at this lineup for tomorrow night, everybody. You got Crystal Pittman, David Mundell, the 175-pound champion himself, Jared, Captain Deadpool Warren, who's going for the 185-pound interim belt against Josh Dyer July 14th, and then Brandon Allen that same night. He's going to be fighting Seth Schaefer. We just talked to him last week. That is a fucking stout lineup. It is a shift show tomorrow. Yes, and I have a shift in my pants when I think about this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shift. It shifted a little bit. It shifted. It shifted because this is going to be a good one. They make this shift look good. Yeah, so make sure you guys are checking that out tomorrow night. All the shift, all the shift fighters coming out of the the shift show. Yep, shifting, shifting pantalones everywhere. That's right. And one more thing before we get the hex out of here. Yeah, whoever lives in New England, or if you want to drive five hours and you live in New York, you can do that too. That would be great. Do it. Why not? It would be a good use of your time. There's hotels. You can stay overnight. Free parking. Everybody, we are throwing a watch party at Tom's Watch Bar, Mohegan Sun. 10% military discount. Drink specials. We'll be giving away Mike and Mish swag. We'll be giving away BKFC swag. We hopefully will be giving away subscriptions maybe now or maybe in the future to the BKFC app. We maybe uh, will be giving away posters. I believe Michael Quigg, the artist Known as Michael Quigg, who makes all of the awesome hand-drawn uh, pictures that Kyle's going to be holding up in a second when I come off this screen. He should be there with some of his art, I believe. Uh, maybe Zach Kalmus and Cito will show up because they live in the area. Man, it's going to be a blast. They're going to be showing BKFC in the bar in Mohegan Sun. We are breaking down barriers, breaking down doors. BKFC's taking over. And I told Kyle, I said, Kyle... We're going to throw some parties here for BKFC. We're going to have some fun. And in the future, we're going to look down at those event doors where the arena is. And one day, we're going to be walking through those doors to a BKFC event in Mohegan Sun. Mark my friggin' words. It'll be be us. It's going to happen. It's going to be us, Mike. Mike and Mish will be the ones that bring this shit to New England. I will do whatever it takes. Hey, these are the ones, man. Check this shit out, man. Mike Quigg is fucking super talented he's gonna be there we're gonna be giving out some of his artwork there i love these things unbelievable yes. stuff beautiful hey um, uh i ryan also, reber's mother is in the in the comments here i have to tell her hey you live in the area come there bring your friends you're not far away we'll be there 8 p.m friday night i know you're from connecticut yeah tell all his friends from connecticut to come yeah, up there but I tell wish them he not was to here. fight I, in the bar tell the them to fly thing, up yeah listen the one thing i hope their capacity in that bar is 265. They could probably put a couple more in there. You know what I mean? They could probably put eh, close to three. Um, all I ask is that we fill that fucker to the brim yes. and nobody fights each other. Right. Yeah. Let's we make this to... a peaceful night yeah. of combat sports and drinks and giveaways and have a fucking blast because we on, on top of the t-shirts and posters and all the shit, BKFC, I mean, the extreme fan, uh, BK fan page, Russ and country, they come yes. through. They knew that we were going to be having this party. So he says, I'm going to send you a package, right? He sends me this package. And in the package, I have autographed fo- photos of damn near every fighter that's on the card Friday night. Wow. Like I got Brutal Bostwick. I got Eric Lozano. I got fucking all these guys. I got a stack of them like this. And then I got an event poster from the Tony Soto, Tyler Goodjohn event signed by all the fighters from that event. And they said, here, give all that shit away at your fucking watch party. Yes. Unreal, dude. Right. How awesome. I know those guys are fantastic. They're too good to us. We don't we're not worthy. We're We're not not worthy. We're not worthy. So listen. We packed that place. We'll keep having these parties. This was like a late notice one, the first one of many. Tom's Watch Bar, they love the sport. They want to see it grow. They want to see Mike and Mish in their bars doing watch parties, having fun with everybody. Let's pack that place and show them what BKFC is all about. The most exciting combat sport on planet Earth. Bar Bar none. Let's do it.
I so, mean, everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. So tune in tomorrow night. I'll bring this graphic one, up, up one more time. Tune in tomorrow night, 9 p.m. when we talk to all these studs from Shift to MMA. It's going to be a straight-up shift show tomorrow night. And I'm not saying shit show, Mike. I'm saying shift show. Shift. It's going to be fantastic. So shift. for now, we will catch you all at 9 p.m. tomorrow night. 